twice. Do it live! I think it's it. starting. We'll do it live! <laughs> I think it's starting. I wonder how my internet is. My internet, don't I seem kind of weird? No, I don't. I don't see any noticeable I feel like degradation or change in your internet. I mean, I feel for the most like part, well, at least where I'm at, the storms have passed through, but you're a little further west than I am, right? Uh-huh. We ain't had shit. We it's been raining. It's been raining for like hours here. Yeah, we've had a little bit of rain in the past week or so, but most of it, you know, went right right over us and above us under. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't happen. Mm. Uh, welcome to the pre-show, everybody. Weather weather time. Weather time. Uh, this is the part. This is the part of the show where we talk about what we're going to do on the show. All business. No, I'm just kidding. It's not all business this week. There is a it's lot of business. It's never business. But... It's never business when AKA David's on board. Yeah, it's always pleasure. Always pleasure. Oh, it's feel a like business doing is... pleasure with you. It, I, I still feel like my <laughs> shit is <it's> whack. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and shut uh, down and come back you in. You didn't get that. You I'm going to shut down and come back in. You? Okay. I'm... All righty. Hi again, folks. Gomers thinks his uh, internet is being a little uh, wibbly wobbly, typely wimbly. So, you know, he's uh, gonna jump back in here in a minute and just kind of uh, see if his connection's any better, which I honestly, I didn't see any difference in the connection. But uh, who am I to judge? You know, I am, I am not tech savvy, honestly. I hope you guys had a great thanksgiving i had a pretty good thanksgiving it was a very small gathering just with you know my i don't know man seems like my, my folks and my brother uh my but, sister-in-law she couldn't make it this year uh she had to work she works as an rn so okay. it was yeah essentially is, she could work on thanksgiving and get christmas off or work on christmas, christmas and get thanksgiving and, off so yeah she chose, so she good chose thanksgiving to work so she could join us for christmas but yeah my mom am I still coming in am i still coming in terribly you're coming in fine. I, I don't notice okay, any, any degradation in your in your signal quality, sir. My audio um, is what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the audio. Well, you are not clipping in and out, so. Well, that's, that's a good. good thing. Good, ah. good. You get a like, Brandon. I'm sure. No, it's uh, MST Monica. Thank you, Monica, for hanging out. And I don't think she's hanging out anymore. But hey, whatever. <laughs> we'll take the like where we can get it. We'll take. So yeah, we're gonna talk about you. comics, comics news. You know, thank goodness that we didn't have a show last week because I had a family thing come up because there was no news this week. Um, being a short holiday week, it was full of nada, full of crap. Nada, so, nada. Yeah. But yeah, well, I do have some things to talk about. We got some a wild food news that I think everyone is just gonna freaking think it's just the dumbest shit ever which is why uh, i, I, I look forward to it but, because i i have probably already eaten it <laughs> no it's not even like an eat thing it is kind of an eat thing uh, but yeah you'll just have to wait and see i actually okay. didn't load up all of the uh, uh it's not it's not jones to, soda is it up. see it sounds like the way it sounds like the way you're talking over me like my um look something's wrong with my audio uh, like i'm slow like I, said, I can't tell any difference. So all right, I good, mean, good. As long as you is, can't tell, if it's something we'll that's continue. happening, it's happening on your end because you're coming in pretty clear on my end. I hate that. I hate that it's on my end. Damn it! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I really don't. It's care. not Jones Soda related, is it? No, the no. Jones Soda has. We do have a, a a revisit to a product we covered last year. Ah, because Jones Back Soda. Again. I don't know if it was legit. Or not, and I'm yeah. actually kind of upset by it. But Joan Soda made an announcement oh. like within the last week or so for a product, and I am like, at first, I was kind of excited for it. Then I was like, right into mm. it, I was like, oh god, no, I am not excited for this. I hadn't heard about it. <laughs> they are making dog sodas. Oh, sodas for your dog. Yes. Okay, that's cool. So, so because Joan Soda will make these crazy crazy flavors yeah they and do, I, yeah. I was just yeah. i was just like you know these are sodas uh and I, when i start initially read it i was like oh this is not 
this is kind of par of the course for Jones Soda. And I was like, oh, God, these are not things that I think are safe for humans. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I think like, Taylor, I think uh, unless something happened that's crazy, Taylor will be with us. Um, Dave is monitoring the, the chat. So uh, it's time. Uh, Let's jump into this shit. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that time of year. I've got all Christmas intros for the rest of the year. Oh, oh boy! Oh boy! They called the right carry out a little too early. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of this Geeky Comics Outright Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show! Hey, and there is Taylor. There I just came into you talking about Mariah oh, Carey or something. What? I was just making the comment. I, we have now, a Christmas intro. Thanksgiving, it is now appropriate for Christmas stuff. Yes. That now is, oh, they, yeah, we've been watching Christmas they had movies. Called since... out, yeah. They had thought out my I maintain theory, that you gotta wait till early. Thanksgiving, but yes, I mean now yeah. it is undeniably the yeah. Christmas season. Yes. Yes. Um, so excited. Did you guys have a happy Thanksgiving, first thing? If happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, I had cool. a good time. Yes, I had a pretty good Thanksgiving yeah, when you disappeared up. for a few minutes. I was talking about our Thanksgiving at the house. Yeah. So Yeah, it was a good one. Uh a lot of people, a lot of fun. Uh I finally was able to watch uh, Blue Beetle. Uh, this week, I it have yet to see that. It was fantastic. I, I had it was a good. great yeah. fucking time with this damn movie. Yeah, I had so much fun. George Lopez steals the fucking movie. I think Taylor may have actually said that on his review, but yeah, he steals the show, dude. He is had me like laugh out loud, literally laughing in a lot of parts. You know, just he plays like this old wise stoner uncle, and and the whole movie is about family. You know, that's what it boils down to. But man, it was really, really good. There's yeah, also I mean, a Lopez kind of like if like Cheech had like you know guy in the chair abilities. You know, mm. he was your lab yeah, guy. But he was like, uh, it fit into the overall theme of it because they were leaning into the other Blue Beetle, the the whatever the first Blue Beetle cord. being old school, cord. yeah, cord, and then. Like the uncle being an old school, like you know, tech geek too. It it, it worked. It really worked for me on it that did, level, did, yeah. you know, for sure. Uh, there's also a dope documentary series on Amazon Prime about the Simpsons. Fucking primo! It was awesome. Well, that sounds interesting. What y'all do? It is. It's very uh, interesting. It's very good. I I probably spent more on magic cards this week than I have in probably the whole year. <laughs> Wow, were there some good uh, drops or just some good deals? Well, the the, the there were some good deals, and the uh, news set the Caverns of Exelon dropped. Right, and, I've heard, I've heard, and it's got some. The power creep is real. So, nice, nice. But the comic shop had some deals on some commander decks, and I picked up two. And one of them was one of the uh, Masters commander decks. Nice, and that's like expensive. Sweet, yeah. So, Cool. What about you, T? Nothing? Just um, well, I had really... my 15 year high school reunion. Yes, I was letting David talk, Gomer, you fucking oh, asshole. No, yeah, no, Excuse I was, me I for being polite. No. <laughs> I, was, uh, I wasn't rushing years. or speeding yeah, up. Yeah, I had my 15 year high school reunion yesterday. It was, it was, How nice. did that go? I saw some people in a while. It, it was okay. I mean, a lot of the people I like knew from high school that um, I was good friends with, I actually keep in touch with anyway, so. You know, it's, easy it's not now. like the, it's, really it's not easy. like in your like ancient days where like there was no keeping in <laughs> yeah. touch with high school people. <laughs> yeah, you had to send like letters or call yeah. people, call on like on a send, phone. Like, really? Send like no. a missive, yeah. you know, like in the Civil War. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really was. Didn't, uh, like I didn't that. even have. A no, I've never yet. been to. I've never been to a high school reunion. It's never appealed to me. I uh, tried to get out of there so quickly. I hated high school very, very oh, much. Oh, well, um, well, I'm one sure of they guys, hated you, too. One of the guys I, I that agree. I graduated I with, one of the guys I graduated with is now, like, a state representative for the county I live in, and he's... Oh, that's interesting. He's an asshole. Yeah, he, I was about to say, he probably <laughs> sucks. He, I mean, most he of the is, state representatives uh, aren't great. 
You know? He is he's yeah, become a much larger asshole since he's now got like apparently a th- power. He is you know worse. I, yeah, know, I guess. Power corrupt, I absolutely, guess. you know. There's power. I mean, I'm not gonna like speak too broadly, but this, most politicians in Tennessee specifically do suck. Yes, oh, for sure, for sure. I knew him At in high school. And he sucked in high school then. And he still has that same damn haircut from high school. And it's oh ridiculous. my gosh, that's too new. Looks, it <laughs> looks so that's bad. Damn haircut. It looks that's maybe like thirty years ago it was okay, but now <laughs> he's you appealing know. to a certain to a certain uh... <laughs> Nazis. All right, that's enough waxing yeah. nostalgia. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, take that. I broke. Homer really wants to get this news. Did we do that twice? Am I? Yes, we like, have. Deja okay. vu. Have you ever experienced it? It's uh, just making sure I'm not going it's crazy. It's broken on my side, dude. It's going. It looks so fine on our end. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we start off with Comicsology. Uh, it's official. Comicsology is dead. It's dead. Uh, the app will no longer be available starting December 4th. It's going to be merged into the Kindle app. Now, we knew this was coming, but we weren't quite sure you know, of the details. Uh, first launched in 07. Amazon acquired it in 2014. Um, Chip Mosher stepped down. And then David Steinberger also stepped down in March of 2022. Um, and then all the staff left. There was all kinds of problems. You can still go to like uh, global global comics, you know, on any of the stores and read digital comics, you know, in a way that that fits how you want to do it. But uh, kind of an end of an era, you know. The future is over. I actually didn't realize yeah, that like over. it was 2007. Like, you know, I I didn't realize Comicsology had been around that long. You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you think about it, in 2007. The iPhone wasn't even really as ubiquitous. It was just coming at, out, yeah. Like that came yeah. out in like 06 or 07, one of those two. I remember it came out when I was in high yeah. school. Speaking of, you know, reunions, but reunions. Hey, Jeff, right. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving too. Yeah, dude. Jeff in the chat. Hope you had an awesome holiday, dude. Um, yeah, ours was fantastic. We talked about it earlier, but um, yeah. Again, end of an era. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they'll like just basically fold in everything into their like in-house Kindle app or whatever. But you know, oh, it Comixology was like Comixology was like a a milestone app, you know, because like this was like the first big one where you could read comics digitally. Yeah, uh, it 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 always had its naysayers, you know, traditionalists and things like that. I mean, sure. I mean, um, I've I've always get gotten physical comics myself, but like. I recognize that this was an important was new deal. thing when it came yeah. to like, you know, more people getting access to comics too. And, you know, yeah, that's the big thing for me. Quick access to comics um, anywhere you are immediately is awesome. It is. And sometimes it's exclusive just... comics too. Well, that's the thing. That's also in my notes. Comicsology does have its own publishing line where they, you know, have some really great creators in a lot of cases doing original content and we're not sure where those books are going to end up uh i'm still getting you know pr press releases you know from them announcing new books so um i guess we'll just have to wait and see uh how that rolls out and so yeah if if that does change we'll you know have more on that but uh yeah end of an era moving on dc uh super sons but evil Okay, as and this is a real weird way that DC po- uh, sort of phrased the uh, the PR release. Sinister Sons, the offspring of General Zod and Sinestro, get their own series this February, and that sounds like Sinestro and Zod had kids. Um, they did, but not with each other. Okay, and that's the mm. way they're kind of talking Thanks about for it. Clarifying. You're welcome. Um, I knew everyone was wondering. Um, Peter J. Tomasi again. You know, he did the Super Sun series this February. He's um, returning with uh, David LaFuente and the sons of two of DC's most infamous supervillains in Sinister Sons. Uh, the son of General Zod was cast off his adopted homeworld of New Candor. He runs afoul of a kid on a mission, the son of Sinestro. That kid's name is Sinsen, which is really on the nose. All right, I don't like it at all. 
I mean, it was better uh, than Sun Estro that they were calling him for a minute, right? Oh, that's terrible. Yes, that's even more. Oh, terrible, that is but... bad. <laughs> yeah, I love his rings. I don't know why he has two, but I also I don't the know why they're like so oversized. But I like him being oversized. I think he's that is just a very cool small. I mean, it's the stink, size, he's a baby. But... He's a baby. He's well, in order for them to be that big, yeah, he'd have to be like infant size, which would be weird. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't care for it. Premature. I mean, really tiny. So interestingly, um, uh, Sinestro and Zod both already have kids. Like, uh, yeah, Sinestro's daughter is like a member of the Green Lantern. I think she turned evil after a while. I never read that part of her. I history think she's gone back and forth several times. She became like the dictator of like their home world or whatever, or some shit. I don't fucking know. Some lazy writing yes. bullshit. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah. Zod had a kid who that. Remember that Superman story where it got delayed by like two years that like Richard Donner was writing? Oh yeah. I don't, that that, I don't even know if that's canon. Is that canon? I think so. I mean it was before like one of the more recent reboots, so maybe it's not anymore, but it was at the time. Yeah. Wild. So it's getting anyway, a bunch that of was Zod's I don't know if he's still around or not. Yeah, getting a bunch of variant covers. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure about this. But with that said, I was not really sure about the original Super Sons. And it ended up being you know amazing. That is um, entirely fair. And the fact that it's the same person writing it, it could be an interesting, like, you know, let's do a twist on an old favorite here because it's the it's the evil yeah. version of them now. Yeah, they can be evil, you know. Uh, that cover there that on the said, left is I like hate, a take. Like, Zod okay. Jr.'s hair there looks stupid as hell, especially in that left oh, yeah. cover there. Yeah, his hair is, like, way back. It's, I don't know. It's almost like Sinestro puts, like, a product in his hair, and his son is just like, nah, I'll just let it fly, you know? But they both have just terrible hair. Terrible, terrible hair. Mm. And I don't believe for a second this little kid's going to put Superman down at all. In that right? No, that's, that right that's no, silly. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not, not going to happen at all. But, oh yeah, so but look for that in February. Haven't, haven't Damien and John like aged up? So they kind of portraying this. John definitely Damien. did. Like, Damien, Damien's Damien age is portrayed very inconsistently nowadays. Uh, but John has, yeah. John is like he's like late teens, early twenties, around that age. He, he's yeah. college age. Like he was going to college yeah. in Tom Taylor's book. They purposely made John age up to a specific number, and I think also purposely they. Made it so that Damien's age can just kind of meander. You know, he can play anything from yeah, like, like sometimes thirteen like to the, seventeen. You know, in John's book, it looked like he was like you know around the same age, but then in like some of the Batman books, he still looks like he's twelve. You know, yeah, but he—I mean—he's going to school, and when he goes to school, it's like a junior high school, I think. Yeah, I it's it's hard to tell. Because all because like the middle artwork here definitely shows them like a Damien and John as younger. That is true. They look like they're yeah, back in their well. It so, looked like they did when he wrote the Super Sons book. Yes, and I don't, and that's most likely on purpose. You know. Yeah. Cool. That comes out February thirteenth. We will definitely read and review that book. Okay, the X Men February twenty twenty four solicits are here, and they're gonna fix Beast. X Force number forty nine. Uh, Benjamin that is Percy. Some I think lifting they're gonna have to do because Beast is such dude, a bastard right now. He is just the worst kind of fuck. Um, art by Robert Gill. Wonder Man and Beast, the dynamic duo, returns. That's stupid. In a simpler time, the Bounding Beast partnered up with the Avenger Wonder Man. But after Beast's fall from grace, is there any chance these two can see eye to eye in a last desperate attempt to take down Beast? Witness the return of beast so are we gonna have like another sinister sort of flip here or maybe is this gonna be well, like okay. a dark beast we've been dealing I've with the whole thought, time i've always thought that it was dark beast that you've been dealing with the whole time and that the, and they that never made that clear. Well, that's definitely not the case because we saw dark beast's head like floating around in sinister's lab for a bit it's and he true. explicitly said like you're not the darkest beast anymore if they and, were I to mean, do something like that, that would be such a shitty cop-out. You know, for it agreed. to be like, it wasn't our beast. Well, one of yeah. the reasons why this story hits so hard as it does is because it is our beast. And we see, it like, just how beast. far he's fallen. But that being yes. said, Ben Percy is the guy who has written all of this uh, shittiness from Beast. And so mm -hmm. he is the one best equipped to, you know, try this redemption arc here. 
I'm pretty sure he had a plan. You know what I mean? He had to have had a plan. Maybe from the beginning know. to reset Beast into some sort of hero by the end of the it. Percy, all. yeah, okay, absolutely, yeah. I thought you were saying like yeah. Beast had a plan. I'm like that would be kind of no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want any shenanigans. I want an honest to goodness, cool way out of this horrendously deep hole that they have dug Beast into in terms of him being just the evilest son of a bitch. Ever really, he's done just so some most terrible things, and the reason it's so terrible is he's done them in the name of good, in this twisted sense of you know doing the quote unquote right thing, and that's the most poignant part to me of the entire fall of this character over the course of the Krakoan age. Man, it's he's been one of the best characters, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's been very compelling, been it's been great, an excellent dude. story in X Force and in Wolverine. I mean, he has been, yeah. This is, it's been hard to watch, but like in one of the most enjoyable ways to read, you know? Yeah. And I've heard backlash where people are like, no, I hate this beast. He's stupid. I'm like, you're supposed to hate him. I do hate him. I absolutely hate him, but it makes for, especially like the way it's affecting like X-Force and Wolverine. It's been a good story, you know? Yeah. It's been. And you know, comics being comics, I'm sure like 10 years from now, like this is just one of those things where like. Oh, yeah, I guess that happened. Oh, well, I guess Beast is a good guy now, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, it's good. If we are reaching the end of this Krakoan age, um, Benjamin Percy got to put all the toys back in the box for the next yeah. team to take over these books. And another angle, um, too, Beast this, is, is like, um, yeah, Beast and Wonder Man is a fun uh, dynamic duo, as they said here, although I wouldn't use the term yeah. dynamic duo myself, but um, yeah. they're kind of like Marvel's. I can't remember the last time we gold, seen Wonder Man, you know? Yeah, I yeah. can't remember last Wonder time we seen Wonder Man. Wonder Man's not in circulation too much these days, but yeah. um, last time I remember seeing him, it was in that Uncanny Avengers book from, God, I guess like 10 years ago now. Yeah, well, it was an okay book. It's an okay book. It was fine. Uh, it was right, back when Rick Remender was like, you know, still like the biggest like name going around at the moment. Yeah, uh, he's big. We're going to talk about him later, maybe. Um, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man has been announced. Um, Greg Wiseman is writing it. Nobody knows who Greg Wiseman is? I do not. That rings a bell. He, he created Gargoyles. Oh, okay. Oh, Yeah, and he's also known for writing animated Spectacular Spider-Man animated series, you know. And, okay, um, well, that's one of the ones that um, is, I think, one of the more well-loved uh, Spider-Man cartoons, so that's a good oh, one to agree to. it's my favorite. Yeah, I think it's my favorite. I love it. It's so damn cool. Um, and Humberto Ramos on the art, one of the greatest Spider-Man artists of all fucking time on there. Um, so, obviously, it's going to be Peter and Miles getting together. This is not the first time they've done this. There's been, you know, sp- two other uh, Spider-Man books in paper, and there's been one whatever infinity calm comic or whatever the fuck they call them on the digital, you know, digital only. Um, this is out March 6th and yeah, I'm down. I cannot fucking wait. I'm stoked. Um, we have a glut of Spider-Man comics right now. Um, there are good Spider-Man comics. There's a really good miles Morales comic. The main amazing book is kind of trash. Um, but having these two together should be really cool, man. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I apologize, Mr. Weissman, for not recognizing his name there, but um, he has a history for writing Spider-Man already, and, you know, yes. Humberto yes. Ramos drawing it is already, like, you know, a pretty big plus on its own. Yeah, man, I love I love Ramos's art. One of my favorites of, of all time, of all time. Yeah, he's drawn some iconic right, so- Spider-Man stories, too, you know, like Spider-Island, and, like, um, I think he did, um, what was that other one? He did a lot of like the spectacular spy, or sorry, the uh, the superior Spider-Man stuff too. He did, yeah, yeah. Just so great announcement there. Uh, finally, just really quick, um, Ghostbusters back in town. This is going to bridge the gap between the 2021 film Afterlife and the upcoming Frozen Empire releasing next year. Um, it's good. David Brewer's Empire looked pretty good. Oh, dude, it looked great. I didn't hear anybody shit on it. I didn't see a single person on the internet shitting on that. And that's hard to find, you know. Mm. Everybody was like, okay, I could this this looks like it's gonna work, you know. Um, but writer David Boer's involved, artist Blue Delaquanti's involved. Um, 
It's set a year and a half after the events of Afterlife, um, and it follows the family as they go to New York to move into the firehouse and take it up. Uh, the first issue is going to be out March 27th. Do you know why this is a big deal, though? Anyone? No one. In the upper left-hand corner has the stamp of the publisher. Dark this Horse. Is Dark Horse Comics. IDW had this license up until this book was announced. So huh. we continue that saga of IDW yeah, the, publishing. The fire sale Who's, that they're having over there. Yes. It's it's not even a fire sale. It's more of like just armed robbery. They're just like, no, give us our shit back. You know, or I, I don't even know what to call it. But man, what another just kicking the balls for IDW. Um, they have a license, right? For literally decades using it writing cool stories man there were there was a transformers ghostbusters crossover there was a crossover with um the x-files and shit with ghostbusters it went on the the ongoing ghostbusters series at idw was damn good it was fun so now we get a ghostbusters movie continuities too didn't it it did they they had a whole crossover with the the guys from the movie, the girls from that one movie, the animated Ghostbusters, like all these universes, like crossed over in a story. It was fucking cool. It was really fucking great. But just IDW's poor luck or poor management—I don't even know what to call it. But Ghostbusters doesn't do shit for decades, right? IDW runs with it and just does whatever they want, makes good comics. Now. We have a successful movie that's about to get a sequel, and Dark Horse picks it. It's like IDW just cannot win, you know, just cannot win. Because David Boer was writing stuff for IDW, not anymore. He even took Kanto over to Dark Horse. But I don't know. It's just, wow. You know, the saga of IDW just not having any damn luck at all, man. Just continues. And There's sucks. been no inside that's baseball about up. it? No, no one's talk? No. No one has said anything about that. That no is one. odd. I don't even know who actually owns the Ghostbusters like publishing rights. You know, who's licensing that shit out? It's gotta be the movies, you know. It, it would have to be the wow. studio, I assume. I forget who is Yeah, exactly. Huh? It, it's Ghostbusters. Fox? Is that Fox? I forget who the studio is. No, it can't be Fox, or we would have the Ghostbusters movies on Hulu and Disney oh, Plus from one or the other. Yeah, they wouldn't. Disney wouldn't. No, if it was Disney, we'd have gotten a much different uh, movie the last time around. We'd have gotten a much different movie the last time around. I don't think they would have went in any of the directions that they went. But still, there you go. There's your announcement. Poor, poor IDW continuing to have just the worst few years, you know. Uh, All right, that's it. Let's do food. Mmm, yummy. Ghostbusters is owned by Universal. Okay, Universal. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so double dose of food news. Man, my shit is so slow. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but last year, uh, Egg O Nog, it's back for the 2023 season. Um, (laughs) It's a rum based liqueur with cinnamon and nutmeg and notes of classic eggnog, but it's basically waffle flavored alcohol drink. 40 proof, 20% alcohol. You can find them at retailers nationwide. I can't remember gotta find what we said last year. year, but like, I mean, this isn't like the most it's revolting idea in the world. Yeah, no, they're, they're different flavors. Well, I don't like eggnog in the first place, but like, you don't like eggnog? Like, no, I don't really like eggnog. No, like, I'd have to go pretty far down on the list before I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust open the eggnog. You know? Yeah, I'm a fan of eggnog. I like it, but only like a little bit at a time. Like, I used to be able to drink it like water. You know, but so now would this it's like, be whoa. A, would this be too big of a serving size for you here? Uh, yes, yes. I'd have to share this with someone or or multiple people, because yeah. And anyway, it sounds okay, but I don't know. Don't get drunk off this. That's all I'm saying. You know, that's I mean, the big. Warning. I mean, there there are do not get drunk off this. That's going to be a bad get time. Drunk off of that are probably yeah. Way it's going to be a bad time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, other food news is weird as shit. Double Ranch bottles. Hidden Valley Ranch is selling a limited edition double ranch bottle. And yes, it's exactly what it looks like. 
It's just two bottles of ranch sort of X together. That's this is a that useless can... fucking thing. Somebody went into I the know. Fallout universe and pulled out a glitch. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a Bethesda glitch. Um, November eighteenth. This was available, but we like were how many times are you sitting with like I have two plates of things that need ranch dressing and I simultaneously. Yeah, and you're saving yourself yeah. like what, like a second by like not just pouring yeah. the same bottle like, over them both. Like, oh. Why I'm would just, you put ranch just, on a hot dog? That's the other on a thing hot dog. I was gonna ask because who the and fuck is putting tots. ranch dressing on a hot dog? Tater tots wouldn't be like tater tots. Like I wouldn't put them on myself, but like I can see it. I just don't see why you would do it on a hot dog at all. Yeah, some people put mayo on well ranch on fucking everything. You people know? love their fucking but, ranch. That is true. But, um, so yeah, you can find this on the website. Thing. Um, I, it, it, there was this whole thing where you had to go to instagram and like use a filter and and do a bunch of weird crazy shit in order to get this thing but i don't think it's worth that much it's no trouble. it's not and, worth it. i mean this this is dumb and useless at least it's not gross like a lot of the shit you usually show us here but this might be the yes the stupidest yes. thing you've ever shown us the it most is worthless stupid. Thing. Yep, that's why i wanted to so worthless. I mean, I it'd mean, be cool that, to have sitting on the shelf, cool. nice conversation piece. Storage, what? storing it until you finish using it up in your refrigerator is going to be awkward. Yeah, storing it's going to take up the That's whole a shelf. Excellent point. Yeah, I mean, you're like, it's more than doubling the amount of shelf space you need for two bottles of ranch dressing. Yeah, and and real estate inside a refrigerator is already, you know, especially at a during the holiday season here, dude, dude. Uh. All right, that's food news. Let's do a quick Man. Uh, my shit is so slow today. All right, one bit of news. Sky, Skybound and Hasbro are doing free comic book day uh, with an Energon uh, universe issue. Let me see if I can bring up a picture without anything fucking breaking. It's classified. Okay. We don't know much about this, okay? We know that Kirkman is writing on it. Daniel Warren Johnson is writing on it. Joshua Williams is writing on it. Everybody knew that that was going to happen. Those are the three folks who are writing all of the Energon Universe shit right now. Um, but Lorenzo De Felici is doing art. We knew that. He's on uh, Void Rivals. But Ryan Otley is going to be doing uh, art in this. Um, he's also going to serve as the artist for the cover, the exclusive cover. Um Here's the here's the important part here. This is one of the Energon universe's most explosive stories yet. But what else can you expect from a comic starring the baddest Decepticon of them all? So my bet is obviously on Megatron. It's hard to, to not, not lean into you know this being about Megatron. What a and great they've already been hyping him up in the Transformers book, you know. They oh, have. Yeah. They've been hyping him up there, you know, little you know clues and shit here and there. But, uh, yeah, so look forward to that on Free Comic Book Day. We will have probably a review of that come in, you know, what is it, May, April, something like that. Whenever it is. Uh, all right, Void Rivals, number six. Um, Kirkman and Lorenzo De Felici. It's the end of the first story arc. Uh, Derek and Salila, you know, our duo, attempt to escape Zertonia. The Underground helps to get them off planet, but not without some trouble. Um, so our duo is forced in north into the wasteland and that's it that was the end of the issue it was kind of uneventful um just got the characters the main two main characters from point a to point b didn't really you know push anything else than that but uh last panel we do get the leader of of zertonia or whatever the hell it's called saying we must revive proximus um that alludes to a thing from the quintessence but it's such a huge, hugely deep cut. Um, it is. Um, hey, hey, Jeff. Jeff said he loved it, loved Void Rivals. Yeah, I had a great time with the issue. It's it's been you know moving forward, but um, man, that first arc was kind of a slog to get through. Um, it took a long time, you know, to get to where we are, relatively speaking. Um, I think it may have been because we had to wait for other books to come out, other announcements, things like that. Um, so Kirkman took his time with the first arc, um, but 
as as a Transformers fan, as a GI Joe fan, Void Rivals is not what I want from the Energon universe. You know what I mean? Um, but here we are. So there you go, Void Rivals. Uh, we'll have more of that later. Let's do top three. updating uh all right top three books of the week uh wonder woman number three was great um it, it continues to be a great time with her being a badass but more importantly we see what the black lasso can do um and we also get more info about trinity uh overall very enjoyable uh Star that's Trek actually number my 14. number one so you know we'll talk about oh that cool we'll talk about it yeah uh kelly and lanzig on star trek 14 with angel and way to fun but it's lost some of its luster since the day of blood event um happened so well, I mean, um, it can't maintain something like that where it's like firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Give it a break. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, my number three is, and I'm sure this is on at least one or two others uh, list. It's Batman Off World. That's one. my number two. That's my number awesome. three. Jason Aaron, Doug. Nice. Jason Aaron, Doug Monkey. Uh, it's a very solid start uh, to a very shaky story. Okay. It's kind of hard to believe what Jason Aaron is writing here with Batman going off into space. Okay. Uh, with that said, he becomes a prisoner of some very badass aliens who he has no chance of beating yet. But he's, he's Batman. Going to, but he's Batman. He's going to train uh, while being basically a slave on this alien ship. Um, and that's where the issue ends, you know, for the most yeah, part. Yeah. Um, it was solid. You know, I had I had fun reading this, even though the premise is so freaking stupid. The premise um, is very, very out there. Yes. Uh, that being it's said, it's a very there. Jason Aaron premise because, like, exactly, we, we find out towards the end of the issue that like Batman didn't get like trapped here. He didn't get like you know marooned. He went here on purpose. He went there solely. He realized he like, half oh, a wait. Bit, half a trillion dollars. Yeah, to get. Yeah, here. he's like aliens exist, <laughs> and you know, eventually they're gonna like hire goons to come to Gotham. So I gotta go learn how to kick their asses. And so like, yeah. That's the premise here, and it's, it's I, that, like, not that was yes. fun. I mean, it's very stupid. No, it it's was. very goofy. It's and, not like he has aliens he can call on to help him defend her. This is a or, very or help him train. This yeah. is a very atypical Batman story, and you can a lot of say it is like taking Batman out of like his best environment. You know, like the gritty kind of like street level stuff. But yeah. it is a very but. Jason Aaron premise. It is a very Jason Aaron book, and I'm. I have faith that when Batman like starts putting the screws on these guys, you know, when he like figures out what's what and like starts like dismantling this thing from the inside, it's going to be a lot of fun yeah. to watch. It does. I'm just waiting for that. Wanting... Yeah, go ahead. I'm just go waiting ahead, for Dave. that training bot to become his new boy. Wonder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it did allude to him like saying, I don't know where any of their pressure points are. I don't, I don't have to get. I could just do with ten thousand volts, and he didn't even budge. So I need some alien technology, maybe you know. So there is room for this story to grow into almost like a new evolution of Batman in a way. Um, what I think I don't is think most impressive DC- here is that like he's simultaneously like up against the ropes. He's simultaneously like at the very bottom of this pecking order. But while still kind of coming across that, like, it's all going according to plan, you know? like Yeah, he comes off totally cool about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Jason Aaron pulled that pulled that one over, that part of the theme over, perfectly. Batman does come off as getting his ass kicked, but he never comes like a bitch. You know what I mean? He always yeah. comes off as, oh, he keeps saying dot, 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 yet, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, great first issue. I, I had no first issue problems with this, and I can't wait to read more. So, uh, all right, Taylor, honorable mentions. And then um, I have a good guess what your number three is. I'll throw out an honorable mention for um, for Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. You know, it's it's a okay, very Okay, that's stupid... my number two. We'll talk it's about that. Stu- okay, so we'll talk more about that later. It's a very stupid premise, but it's a yeah. fun one. Um, honorable mention yeah. for uh, Superman number eight. This uh, new Superman run is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, honorable mention for uh, Titans number five. Um, we kind of got to the bottom of the murdering Wally West story arc, and it was a pretty satisfying way to do it. Um, and uh, I love the stuff honorable... about Beast Boy becoming like a swarm of things and how that, yeah. that kind of hurts him. 
because that's going to lead right into the Beast World story. Yeah, it was a good setup there. Just saying, um, it is. And last honorable mention yeah. for um, for Immortal X Men number I forget, but um, I enjoyed all oh, the stuff with lot. Sinister. Yeah, the conversation between God, Sinister and Xavier was a lot of fun. Like, I especially like you know this is this is beaten Sinister who is just you know at his most humbled, and it's pretty interesting. Read. Yes, um, that's a great. But number three it, this yeah. week is um, Wolverine. Number 39. Um, this is continuing the Wolverine team up extravaganza. Um, we get more uh, Juan Jose Rip doing some pretty sick fight scenes. Mm. And yeah, it's yes. pretty cool incorporating uh, Black Panther's current status quo, where he's basically Batman, you know, and he's hanging out yes. in like Wakanda Gotham. And it's um, pretty cool to yeah. see them like Wolverine take down even the crime compares it to Madripoor. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, this is probably not as strong as the Hulk or the Cap because I don't, I, I don't think we could see quite as much of a connection between Wolverine and uh, T'Challa, but just their current like you circumstances said, are similar, and he did a good job like doing like that. Just like you said last week, Storm, and he mentioned that is true. It. He yeah. mentions they both Aurora. Storm, and yeah, that oh, came I loved up. it. Noah's awkward. But yeah, this, I mean, even a mediocre issue of this book is still really fucking good. So yeah, yeah it just I love the, uh, it's still a lot of fun. I love the vibranium jaws characters. Like they're, they yeah, that was a cool hook for them. To that like, was a really cool hook. That's genius, yeah. Ben Percy. I loved that. I loved that. Awesome. Dave, mm-hmm. honorable mentions and number three. All right. Uh, my number three was already the Batman. Off oh, that's right. Nice. So, do you have uh, any honorable mentions then? I do have honorable mentions. Um, my first honorable mention is the alternates number three. Uh, oh, I didn't get they, that cover. Sorry. Um, they are pretty much kicking ass and taking names in this book. Uh, this is this is a spinoff of Minor Threats, and they take on the Superman of the world, and they do beat her. Uh, but they cause her to have like a lot of regrets where she's like, I've killed, I have the blood of billions of people on my hand. And we're like, oh, shit. nice. They beat her with uh, conscience. They, well, they used the, they used the substance from the other dimension and like in, made her ingest it. And she just like has this freaking trip where she's like nice. having a, having like a, <laughs> having like this like, uh, conscious, uh, like her conscience is catching up with her with all the stuff she's done. Um, the next uh, book nice. on my honorable mentions is Hellacious. Hellacious. Yeah, uh, I didn't I get a, a, that. You know, that's actually a reprint. Is it? I yeah. Did it was, not know it that. was originally published. It was originally published by a different publisher, and then it moved on to this this publisher this week. Well, it is. It is essentially I hate Fairyland and hell. Yes, and it's fun. yeah. I hate Fairyland and hell. That's a perfect way to put it. Perfect way to put uh, it. Then uh, my last two honorable mentions uh, is going to be Mortal Terror number one. I don't think I got uh, that either. Man, you're reading all kinds of weird shit. That was on Dark uh, Horse, this, right? This was on Dark Horse. Um, it is essentially um, a world where vampires are the society. It's basically like Bram Stoker's Dracula, but all the characters except Dracula are vampires. And they okay. ha- they are they are scared of mortal people. Oh, wild! Yeah, why? Weird twist. Yeah, I know why. Because the mortals are the mortals can kill the vampires, and apparently, uh, hmm. the humans ha- are now starting to actively rebel against the vampires, and they are killing vampires left and right. Okay, they right. like it's British society lives in or the vampire British society lives underground, and okay. somebody has found a way to revert vampires back to humans. And the vampires are already scared of that. Are we like okay. rooting for the vampires in we this are story? Rooting, we, I don't know who we're rooting for just yet. But, <laughs> but like you have like, you know, Jonathan Harker and uh, Mina Harker. And they're and vampires? They're vampires. I was but, about to ask if like Van Helsing was a vampire, was a vampire in this version. We haven't been introduced to Van Helsing yet. But there is a nice. mysterious character who has all the traits of a vampire, but is not a vampire. And I think that That's is Dracula. That is Dracula. Oh, okay. She's like, because Mina, Mina Harker, Harkness, or whatever her name is, is she can't invite yeah, yeah. him in unless he is invited in. And she calls he, him my yeah. mysterious dark man. 
It is wild. Really wild. It, there's a like a movie yeah. with like Sam Neill where I forget what it's called, but like the world was taken over by ba- vampires and somebody figures out how to reverse the process of vampires. And, like the human blood supply is running Weird. out and like the vampires yeah, are going feral. It's Did you really... say you had a whole other honorable mention to get to? Because let's move on. If you okay. Can. Yeah. Let's uh, move on. My last, my last honorable mention is Dracula Universal Monsters Dracula issue two. Just just because of stuff. that beautiful art. Just because of that beautiful art. Yeah. And that's my honorable this. mention. Look at this sequential art here, Taylor. From this yeah, page it's gorgeous. to yes. to this page, just beautiful beautifully drawn book it's great again nothing new here james signing isn't rewriting the wheel here you know reinventing the wheel but yeah it's awesome uh so those are days honorable mentions his number three was batman off world off world number one awesome coming back around to me for number two um godzilla versus god uh, pardon me justice league versus godzilla versus kong number two brian butchletta uh christian doozy action-packed beautifully drawn um the story is actually a bit all over the place um, we see like all of these typical DC angles with relationships and stories in this new context with the monsters. Um, it makes things familiar and fun, but it still is able to move the story around. Superman gets his ass whipped by Godzilla. Um, the other Titans get all are these other up? monsters. Uh, the ti- Well, no, there's a lot of of like Green Lantern, Green Arrow. You know, Green Arrow is like on a an island all by himself. I, I thought that was a killer I assume that's Skull Island, yeah. That, that was a cool Oliver. way to do it, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I yeah, like that whole thing, like, done, my first really that, was, that, was, that was some cool, like, you know, symmetry for him there, but, um... So yeah. this is, like, kind of just what you would expect in a lot of ways. They, like, came up with a lot of, with reasons for different members of the Justice League to fight different kaiju. I will say that they brought out a lot of bench warmers here, you know, to be in the various cities that aren't Metropolis. They did. Uh, I, I mean, who else are they going to bring in, though? I don't know. You, you could have Batman you, fighting Rodan. Yeah. You could have Batman fighting Rodan. You could have, like, Wonder Woman fighting Mothra. You know, there's there are plenty of kaiju. Like, I think that one thing and thing oh, you're is saying, just, like... You're saying that the kaiju are kind of, like, unknowns. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm aware, okay. they just embedded them for this comic. But No, these are the kaiju oh. that did show up in the second Godzilla movie. Yeah, I recognize Big Tusker there, but like other like that's Behemoth. Whatever. I mean, yeah, who cares? Well, it's the spider creature is a, a silica. I'm just I'm saying, not... there's plenty of kaiju that they could have pulled off uh, for, like you know, the various cities, and they I think they should have done that instead of just who are more you know, well just... known. Sure, known at all. Who the fuck cares about these scrubs? Yeah. <laughs> those, those scrubs are those scrubs are from the legendary universe, which is. I'm aware. I mean, I recognize a few of them just oh, at a glance, right. but I don't know their fucking names. I don't know. Well, maybe like, they're only allowed to uh, use like certain ones. You if know? they can use Godzilla, surely they can use the others. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, man. Um, but Superman well, does whatever. take a beating in this. He does. Yeah, Superman well, does I mean, take a beating in this. That being said, I've seen a lot of like articles coming out this week, like Superman gets his ass kicked by Godzilla. That one where he gets like slapped through the buildings, he was fine. He just like got up a second later, was like, "Oh, hey, sorry, everyone, didn't mean to disturb your workplace here." You know? Yeah, he just catches a tail to the dome and he's fine. The time um, he really and gets wrecked the... was when he had to like take the bullet for Shazam there at the end. Yeah, it, Billy got in his way. Not a bad idea from Billy, you know, trying no, no, to it's a good way to do Shazam it. lightning. But I mean, they are doing, Superman's like, the right. wrestling thing where, like, it's a fuzzy finish, right? Where, like, there was, like, a caveat here where, like, they both kind of come out on top. Godzilla looks fucking badass, but we also don't yeah. make it where Superman is just, like, getting jobbed, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, one other note, thing of note that I love about this. We haven't seen Kong yet. We haven't seen Kong. So I don't know what Oliver's going to find on the issue, island. Man. I don't think we actually saw him doing anything, though. He was just wasn't he where like all the supervillains were. Oh, yeah, maybe. Wasn't in the first issue that Gorilla God was like, "This is the 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 ape god." Yeah, I think he was was in that first. He wasn't in this one, but I think he was in the last one. Yeah, he was. He definitely wasn't in this one. Wasn't in this one. So I am excited to see you know what God can do and and how that's going to happen. You know how all that's going to play out. So. Yep, number two, Justice League v. Godzilla v. Kong. Uh, Taylor, 
You're number two this week. I think you might have said it a minute ago. What was it? What did I say again? It wasn't Batman. Was it was it? one of Gomer's um, uh, honorable mentions. You said, yeah. Was it um one? Not one Wonder Woman. No. Uh, was it Batman? Off World. You can't remember. Yeah, I think I think it was. Yeah, I think that was my number two. That's right. Yeah. I think Batman off world. I know your number one you mentioned because it was in my own. Yeah, okay. Mentions, but yeah, we mentioned yeah. this. We already so talked Batman... about it. But yeah, this this was my number yeah. two. That's right. Yeah, really fun book. My really mind fun. is Wait, going, anxious. guys. I don't know. <laughs> no, it wasn't a long weekend, dude. Long week. Uh, Dave, your number two. Uh, my my number two is uh, Somna from Distillery. Number yeah, one. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't get that cover either. What is this book uh, about? Uh. It, it's set. Um, it's a period piece where they're burning witches. So there's a girl oh, who, named Sona who is having nightly visitations from an incubus. And the art between okay. the art between these sequences changes up quite a bit. Oh, so fun. like you have so uh, storytelling. Two little toy doing art artwork during the two little toys doing the art during the like these sequences with the the incubus, and Becky Clunan is mm-hmm. doing the artwork, I believe. Uh, when it's not the dream sequences, but this girl okay. is trying. This girl is trying to hide the fact that she's having. Well, she believe or people think she's having these dreams that she's getting these nightly visitations from this incubus. And she's trying to hide it from her husband. She's trying to hide it from the church, and the church is already burning people. <laughs> so, oh, so she's like just trying do. to save her own skin. Yeah, she currently she Basically. is just trying she is just trying to hide the fact that her her nightmares are not nightmares. Wow. Cool. But the artwork is Who's fantastic. That book? I mean, it, it's, it's a lot going on in this book, but it I, it's yeah. two different artists doing the doing the art duty. I think on this book. That's interesting. That's a fun hook, you know, because there's two different things going on: her dreams and the the waking world. So. That's a fun, fun way to do it for sure. But the art is fantastic. Uh, My only complaint about this book is it's once again one of like these black label size books. Oh like yeah, it right. Makes I've already found oh, a solution, yeah. for it, but I storing it was an issue until about a month ago. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I haven't read anything from Distillery, dude. I haven't read anything. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, all right, move. Yeah, I know. I've heard. I've heard a lot of of you know good things about it. But uh, okay, my. Name- Number one this week, going on to number ones. Holy Roller, number one. My number one this uh, week. Nice. We mentioned it earlier, Rick Remender um, and Roland Bashi. Uh, this was really good. It starts off kind of weird. It's like in the 80s, and this dude is getting bullied by this rich kid, and his dad is really into, you know, they're Jewish, so he's really into the church. He's really into bowling. And this kid just wants out. And it flashes forward to the modern day. He's in Greenpeace, just jerking off in Greenpeace, not really doing anything. Uh, and there's a lot of humor there. Rick Remender injects a whole lot of humor into. Well, the, story. the other writer in this book is Adam Sandberg, who's from uh, Saturday yes. Night Live. Andy Sandberg, yeah. Andy, Andy Sandberg. Sandberg. I'm sorry. Right. Um, so, what I was not expecting from this book was the socio-political angles, where they talk about um, anti-Semitism. Um, yeah. You know, other sorts of prejudice like that. Um, definitely leaning into bullying and uh, previous childhood trauma coming up, becoming awakened um, once you're back in that environment. Um, the differences between, you know, generational gaps, um, the downfall of America society in terms of the worker. I mean, this thing is really deep, dude. It's a whole yes, lot deeper. There's, there's a lot of layers to this onion. Being. Yeah, a lot of layers to this onion. Um, but we saw these preview pages last week. Um, this dude basically accidentally becomes this bowling ball wielding superhero or vigilante, right? His dad and him have like this argument and his dad is dying and his dad basically says, son, I need you to have this bowling ball. It would mean a lot to me if I knew that you had it. And he's like, okay, sure, dad. And then as he's walking home trying to find a cab or not even walking home, walking to a hotel, you know, I don't know why. No, it wasn't a hotel. It was it was the bowling alley from this childhood. That the well, bully any, either way, the bully is the, no, owner, after at that, the, time after the owner's son. Exactly. He walks through of the bowling, bowling alley, alley and the bully. As an adult, see, or he gets contacted saying, hey, this kid's back in town. And, and then the kid leaves. Whole, yeah. To go leaves. maybe back to his dad's house. 
possibly back to his dad's house. Yeah, you're right, right. So he's confronted by this old bully of his, this old acquaintance bully of his, and he just goes nuts on him. He's like, no, I'm not going to get my ass kicked by a bunch of, you know, prejudiced douchebags, small-minded, small-town assholes, and he whips out the bowling ball and just starts kicking their asses. Oh, Um, yeah. But again, it's the sociopolitical angles in this that really sold me. I wasn't expecting it to be as deep as it was i was expecting more of you know the bowler the bowler from freaking um mystery man mystery you know, something well, shitty there, like that there's, there's there's also a couple other things in here like uh his father is based off of judd hurst okay i can see that famous that, that, actor that yeah famous jewish actor um yeah. the guy that kicks him out of greenpeace is bill murray Okay, man, I may have to go back. I don't. Was this in the notes at the end of the book? No, the, I mean, if you just look at, I don't know, I didn't read the notes. At oh, the end okay, the book, but, okay. I but thought if you, you read it when you're reading. When you read it, when you're reading the book, I was kind of like, this guy kind of looks like Judd Hurst. This guy kind of looks okay. like Bill Murray. Um, I think that um, Sandberg is throwing in some references here to people who have probably helped him along in his career, because um, okay. Bill Murray was in that okay. bowling movie Kingpin. Uh, yes. I'm not exactly sure where Judd Hirsch fits in with bowling. Judd Hirsch is in so many fucking things; it's impossible to know for sure. I mean, I would have to. I'd have to look into he's it. A fucking but, genius! Yeah, he's a genius. But there, he was there's the, a lot. He of, was he was what's his name's dad in um, Independence Day. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, Jeff Goldblum, the main character's dad, father. not the president, the scientist, the cable guy's dad in, in Independence yeah. Day. That dude's been in fucking everything. So yeah, he's been in. Uh, yeah, Holy line. Roller number one, a great introduction to to this series. Um, and yeah, again, very surprising. I wasn't expecting it to to be so deep. So good call, Dave. Uh, so Taylor's wrapping us this week with Wonder Woman number three. Yep. Um, this continues to be a whole lot of fun. It continues to really kind of showcase like Diana is like this boss of a character you know she like just marches through she's very polite the whole time she's She's just like yeah she just like is smacking people around very casually making her way to this idiot's office and like he's like i got an army here she already thrashed an army in the last fucking issue why the hell do you think she would care about yeah but but then like yeah the the pull out that like she has the invisible jet just sitting there waiting to just fucking like nuke his office if it needs to um I love that. That was it's a great that. way to pull in like one of the sillier elements from like Wonder Woman's like lore, but like have it introduced in like a really cool way here at the end. But yeah. the main thing that I really like about yeah. this issue is I like what Tom King's like what the real story is. Because that our yes. villain, when he like gets this this one soldier, he was one of the people who got his asses kicked by Wonder Woman. And you know, he was fine with it. You know, he wasn't like doing this machismo but then he pulls out the lasso of lies and he like no no it made it crushed your manhood no no like you can't go on with the shame you know and i think that the story he's really telling here is about how people aren't really born into this patriarchal way of thinking they aren't really born into this like chest thumping you know dick measuring stupidity but they can be made to think that way and we see that, like, here he is with Diana's daughter, which apparently is actually, which like... may not be Diana's family? daughter. Like, adopted daughter, yeah, I guess. Well, I adopted. don't know. It seems I don't like know. It's, it does seem, because they got the drop of blood from the, the bar that... Yeah. What's her name, who we were introduced to last issue? And this is the, the, this is the formula for Tom King's first arcs. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, keep doing what you're doing with the main character. Do that for every issue of your first arc, but also in every issue of your first arc, build build that foundation. You know, build up that foundation. And he's doing it marvelously here, just wonderfully. It's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it really makes you and like the backup story was really cute. Like the one that you're showing right here, where like backup story was. She, um, I I think I like the backup story more than the front story. I could see that you know a strong argument for that. I love like Damien like being such a shitty babysitter and like teaching all these cuss words and her <laughs> yes, just like or just like or just like stomp kicking Killer Croc like when he took her out to fight crime, you know? Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is swearing in front of the kid, you know, just perfect. Yeah. So and he does it like well I'm, and I like the little touches that like I checked where he does a different cuss word every time and like they match up. 
Like, of course, like yeah. they have to do like the, the the censored symbols and everything, but it's the same censored symbols for three different occasions where he's she's learning a cuss word from Damien. Yeah, very well done. Um, Tom King is really doing a good job here. I mean, that's the bottom line, you know. Yeah, that's the bottom line. So, uh, and Dave's number one was also Holy Roller. So mm-hmm. that's a wrap for us, y'all. Yeah. Hell Thanks yeah. for hanging out. If you like what we're doing, check out the bullies. Leroy and Eli doing sort of the same shit that we're doing. They'll talk more video games, movies, and TV and shit like that. Uh, if you want links to everything they've got going on and everything we've got going on, go over to outrightgeeker.com. Links to all the audios, visuals, socials. Links to damn near everything that we've got, uh, including the group that Andy is over there running. Um, no bullying. No bullying. Uh, but love our face. Facebook group, always a good time over there. Um, if you like this hour, come back tomorrow night. We're going to do another hour, just the previews, um, all of the new books that are dropping this week. Uh, and it's a pretty good good stack this week, um, considering, you know, how big things have been the past couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, please come back tomorrow, the, y'all. We'd really appreciate it. What, the last week of the month. Yeah, last week of the month. It's pretty big for the last week of the month, you know, considering we've already basically gotten everything this month, you know, all the mainstream shit, so. Um, again, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. But most of all, thanks to man, thanks to these guys for hanging out with this guy. Always fun. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, we are going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. <laughs> oh, my gosh.